the Horizon, the official podcast of the Horizon League, your number one source for all the league's top headlines. Here's your host, Justin Kinner. We'll have Abby Jump and Kim Demings from Wright State come on here in just a second. But just a reminder that all guests here on the Reach the Horizon podcast are brought to you by health and wellness company Zervita, changing lives for the better through nutritional and performance-based products and opportunities. Uh, again, Justin Kenner with you here. Just a little bit about myself real quick. For the last six years, uh, I've been fortunate enough to be calling games uh, for Wright State University women's basketball team. Uh, and through that stretch, my very first year, I was able to call the NCAA tournament season for the Wright State Raiders women's basketball program, their first ever NCAA tournament appearance in program history. Kim Demings and Abby Jump were players on that roster that made it to the NCAA tournament. And fast forward just a few years later, they were assistant coaches. They were on the uh, Katrina Merriweather staff that led the Raiders back to the NCAA tournament for the second time in program history. So I'm excited to bring our guests on. We have Abby Jump and Kim Demings. Ladies, welcome in. How are you? Good. Thanks, Justin, for having me. Thank you. Absolutely. Kim, you good to go? You could hear us. You were having some camera issues earlier. I think we're good to go. We're rolling. Yeah, I think we're good to go. I can hear you both. Perfect. Perfect. All right, let's hit the ground running. First of all, I appreciate your time. I've been excited to do this interview for a while because I think your guys' story is fascinating, mainly because it's one thing to play in the Horizon League, and we all know the, the you know the great things that come with playing in the conference and the success you guys had as players. But you had success as players and as teammates. You're now coaching together for the same program that you had success and helped build the foundation for to begin with under Coach Katrina Merriweather, who was your assistant coach at the time. I mean, there's so many cool moving elements here. Welcome in. I appreciate your time. Just talk about and either one of you can start. Just when you guys first initially came to Wright State, did you ever envision that you would still be a part of the program, even as a coach right now? Um, you know, I didn't, I, I was hoping, you know, maybe <laughs> down the road. Um, but it, it's such a special place. Um, and Kim and I were actually roommates for four years on top of being teammates. So we're very, very close, uh, best friends in a way. And, and so it's been a dream come true to just come back to the place that, gave us both so much um and in a way we both grow up in this program so for me it's been extremely special and i always hoped that one day it would happen but it's been a dream come true that it actually has um for me um honestly it's a blessing uh to be able to come back to your honor on the modern and work um especially alongside abby is is huge um katrina mother katrina merriweather is great uh, blessed that she was able to bring us both back at the same time um, to be able to accomplish another championship. I mean, it's epic. I don't think you see that much in college anymore. No, you don't. You see former players coach. I mean, obviously, you guys, I mean, you want to be a part of the game, but to do it to where, you know, you play that makes it even more special. And like I said, you guys being teammates, but you were to think back to your playing days, being a part of the program's very first NCAA tournament berth. When you guys first committed to Wright State to play for Coach Mike Bradbury, obviously he sold you guys on the goal and the dream of becoming an NCAA tournament team, winning the Horizon League. Think back to that day when you won. In fact, I was there. I was at Green Bay. Uh, I could still pick, you know, when the clock hit zero and Hunter's throwing the ball in the air, you guys were going nuts. Just think back to that day. Did you guys ever envision that you guys would be in the NCAA tournament when you first committed to Wright State? Well, <laughs> well, Kim Kim was the star of that show, and I was glad to be a part of it and watch it because she had an unbelievable game, an unbelievable tournament. But um, I think what made it so special is the year before we struggled a little bit, um, just trying to get everybody on the same page, and we had all the talent in the world. 
Um, but that year and that summer going into the year that we won, we all sat down, uh, just players only, and said, okay, this is what we have to do. Uh, we, we can do it. Um, let's put differences aside and let's do it. And so when the ball was thrown up and Sarah threw the ball up and we're all rushing the floor, it was like a whole two years worth of just trying to figure it out. Let's everybody get on the same page. And so when the ball's thrown up, that, that was just extremely, extremely special um, to know that we were actually able to do it and come back from what we, what we did the previous year. Um, honestly, to me, uh, I think that started that summer. Um, I knew we had a special unit um, starting in open gyms. I mean, it was super competitive. I mean, really, players, I've never seen anybody get angry like that in open gyms. So I, I knew we had something special. Um, it, it didn't last long. We, we weren't super mad at each other, but we, we had that competitive edge. And to me, I think that the leadership, honestly, like, yeah, I was, I was good and all, but, like, the leadership tripled down from Abby and Bree. Um, they pretty much took the reins of the team that year and just, I mean, kept us in line. Honestly, I hate to say it like that, but they kept us in check and they, they kept preaching championship, championship. And to me, they started the model and I think we just fit right into it, honestly. Yeah, when you guys, I know you respect every opponent that you guys go up against, either as players or coaches, but for when you clinched your very first Horizon League championship, getting to your very first NCAA tournament, to do it against your rival in Green Bay, I'm sure made it even that much more special. The energy in that building was unbelievable that evening. And I remember, Kim, you were in foul trouble. I mean, you got in foul trouble. You left the game for the majority of, you know, and Taylor Mingo stepped up and made some big plays. Ivory James had some big plays, too. You guys... I mean, had a lot of different scores, but yeah, that game had everything. It was a lot of drama involved, and you guys were able to pull it off at the end. Well, I remember at halftime. I remember Bradbury coming in and saying, "Hey, like this is we're right here, we're right here." And and Kim at halftime going, "Hey, we're good." <laughs> and when you have when you have a player that's in foul trouble, but Kim, what she was so great at is not losing her head even when things weren't going her way. You know, when a great player can handle adversity like that and keep everybody else in check. Um, I, I just specifically remember at halftime, everybody was like, hey, we're we're going to do it. We're fine. We're going to do it. And then Green Bay, you know, playing in that environment, their fans, um, you know, it's it's a tough place to play. I'll give it to them. And their program um, is an unbelievable program. Um, they've done it so many times. So to be able to knock them off one time was was amazing. Yeah, Kim, real quick. It was funny. When I was in Green Bay for that championship game, the night before at the hotel, I stop, I go get a pizza, and I stop in, and someone says, you know, what are you here for? And I said, I'm here for the Horizon League Women's Championship game tomorrow. This woman's wearing a Green Bay shirt, and she says, oh, Kim Demings, that, that's a special, <laughs> special player. That I mean, you had fans all over the place, Kim. They couldn't wait to watch you play. I don't know if they were a fan of you after the game, but they were a fan of you heading in at least. <laughs> Man, you know, everybody wants me to take all the credit, but I, I can't, mm -hmm. I can't. Like, as good as I was, man, I was only as good as the player next to me. So, honestly, you know, without my crew, my coaching staff, my administration, like, I, I was I was just a, a kid that could, could score the ball. But, yeah. like, what we created together as a unit, as a team, as a family, I mean, it was epic, and it didn't just take me. I mean, it took everybody. Like you said, uh, I had three fouls early. I mean, a lot of people stepped up, Abby, Mingo, Ivory, uh, Bree was huge and getting some critical rebounds, tasting and like so everybody wants to say, oh look at Kim score the points, but like there was a lot behind the scenes that that you know Bree had some critical rebounds coming down the stretch, so did Tay and Abby hit some threes, Casey hit some threes, so it was a unit, man. So it wasn't just me. So to me to be a part of that epic team and that that epic family, I, I'll never forget it, man. It was special. 
the depth of your women's program too is unbelievable. I mean, Kim, you player of the year, Taylor Mingo wins player of the year. You come back win player of the year, Chelsea Welch, she steps in and wins. I mean, I've never seen anything like that where, I mean, yes, you always have that key player, but it's not just about that. I mean, you're able to shine. Look, you don't get a player of the year on a bad team. So you have the talent around you, and it just speaks volumes about the depth that was established early when Mike Bradbury took over and the job that Coach Merriweather and your staff have done. It's just been fantastic watching that just continue to grow and get better each year. It's unbelievable. Absolutely. Yeah, well, I mean, Greg, go, go ahead, Kim. <laughs> I was going to say, Katrina Merriweather is a whiz in recruiting. So, mm-hmm. I mean, to, to be under her at any at any level is amazing. Like, the knowledge that she gives off and that I absorb and I think that everybody else absorbs is, I mean, it's out of this world. So, uh, blessed to be a part of that and thankful that she has us, has us around still. Yeah. Recruiting is, you know, the, the lifeline of the program. Um, and it's been preached since, you know, Bradbury came here day one um, is let's get the players in here. Let's put the pieces together to, to win championships and, and compete for them year in and year out. And so to be able to bring players in like Kim, Kim's story is unbelievable and bring mm-hmm. in players that, um, you know, needed a second chance or sometimes a third and it works out. And, and that's kind of what we've gone off of. And it's, it's been pretty special. Now, when your both your playing days ended, Kim, did you, where did you go after you initially? When your season ended, did you play pro ball anywhere? What what was next for you? When did coaching become a realistic option for you? Um. So right after I got done playing, um, we lost to I think Michigan State in the NIT. My seat, my fifth year, and then I went over to Israel that October, played for seven months, and when I came back, um. I worked a couple odd end jobs and then um, had a couple opportunities and me and Katrina got on the phone and I think I was just kidding at first and I think she was serious <laughs> and uh, it ended up working out, man. It ended up working out. I was just joking when I gave her a call, but I think she was so serious and um, that's that's how I, how I got in and that's why we're here today. Now, Abby, you went to, was it Moorhead State? Where, where did you coach at initially right away? I went to Bucknell um, about a month after I graduated. I uh, took the director of basketball operations job there uh, and was kind of lucky enough to be thrown into the fire to their assistant coaches, um, took uh, other jobs. And so I kind of took on an assistant coach's role as soon as I got there in a way um, <laughs> to kind of learn. And then I went to Moorhead State for two years um, and then came back home. When Mike Bradbury initially left, uh, your initial thoughts, I mean, obviously Katrina Merriweather takes over, but uh, when you, you know, eventually you knew Mike Bradbury was going to take another job um, and obviously takes the New Mexico State job. But what were your initial reactions when you heard that, you know, your coach was leaving, even though you were away from the program at the time? Your initial reaction to that when you heard Coach Bradbury was taking another job? Um, you know, I, I think it was bittersweet. Of, you know, it's he came in and he – he built from the ground up, but I was very happy for him. Um, he did what he wanted to do, which was um, kind of put us back on top or top half of the league and win some championships. And um, so I was very happy for him that he was able to take the next step in his career, but bittersweet at the same time. Totally have to agree with Abby. Um, that was my fifth year. So I just finished my fifth year playing for him. Um, so I know a few players was hurt that he was leaving, but again, like Abby said, bittersweet man. The man deserves it, and he deserved to move on and, and move up to a higher level and and continue to do what he's doing because he's great at it. So 
to me, I was happy for him. Couldn't couldn't wish the best. Couldn't wish nothing but the best for him. So. Yeah, it was really neat seeing Coach Merriweather getting the opportunity too, you know, to get the job, to get the opportunity to take over the program and to continue what she was initially a part of as well, being on the staff with Coach Bradbury, but making the team her own, um, but while also addressing the history of the program or the success of the program. I mean, eventually you guys are jumping on board. What was that? You, Kim, you just alluded to it. You said, you know, the, the call you had with Coach Merriweather and, you know, it was kind of a joke, but then you realized how serious she was about wanting you on board. Abby, how did you – jump on board too to be part of coach Merriweather's uh, staff as well yeah after uh, my second year at Moorhead um, we we kind of talked at the final four and um, gave me a call and I too kind of thought I was kind of laughing like are you serious mm-hmm. um, uh, but I had mentioned it to her um, right when I got into coaching like if you ever get a job I'll come I'll drop whatever I'm doing I'll come if you ever need me and and for her to, you know, give me that call, I felt like um, I absolutely, there was no way I wasn't going to come work for her. Um, it was a dream come true. And then for her to be at Wright State, um, it's home. And it's just been a family. It's been a family since day one, um, since she was an assistant. So. My biggest concern when players come back to their alma mater is, I mean, you know the motto that coaches are hired to be fired at times, and that's always a tough thing when you see players who go back to their old school and then don't have success. That clearly has not been an issue with you guys, so I bring that up to say when it does work out, it makes it even more special, and that's what made the most recent NCAA appearance for you guys so special because any NCAA tournament appearance is special, but because you were a part of the second run now, this time as coaches, just walk me through that season, what that was like. Obviously, you knew you had a special group of girls, obviously, heading into that season. But to, to accomplish it again, to beat Green Bay in the championship game, to get back there, Coach Merriweather's first NCAA appearance as a head coach, your first appearances as assistant coaches, post-playing days. I mean, which just talk about how special that was to be a part of that journey as well. Well, I, you know, I think being as a player, you have those things that, are behind the scenes that a lot of people don't know about. Sometimes the coaching staff doesn't know that you work your way through, and that's what makes it special as a player. But knowing what that feels like when the buzzer goes off and knowing that, you know, Emily Vogelpool, Mackenzie Taylor, um, Simone Simmons, they were going to get to the championship game. Um, They were going to do whatever it took. And when you have players like that, you kind of just stay out of their way, you know, in a sense. Um, and so when the buzzer went off that second time, in a way for me, I think it was a little bit more special because I understood what that felt like and what it took as a player um, to see the joy on their faces when that buzzer went off for them and it's Green Bay and it's, you know, in that big arena. Um, that was an incredible feeling to just see them celebrate that because you, as a player, you just know how special it is. So. I think the second time around for me was even more special to be um, on Trina's staff for her first championship, um, tournament championship, and then just to see those players. They worked so incredibly hard for it. Uh, yeah, just a second, Abby. I think that uh, really showed that they wanted us seeing what we had when we were the 2014 champions. I, I just kind of – felt the buzz that year and the grit and the, the want that they had in them. And I mean, there was no stopping them. I mean, they were determined. We knew what we were getting out of them every game. So from then on, I just, I just kind of had this special feeling and we kind of just 
knew we had something special. So for them to be able to rock and roll and, and get the job done was awesome to me. Being on the other side as a coaching that goes into it and is put into it as players. So to be able to experience from a coaching standpoint is is amazing. So you know I'm glad to have two under my belt and hopefully we can rack up a few more, man. Many more actually. There's plenty of fingers. There's plenty of room for rings. So there you go. <laughs> Toes too. What? Yeah, exactly. So do you guys step foot on the floor? Would you? I mean, how often do you guys practice on the floor and go up and down? I mean, Kim, Abby, do you jump out on the floor and go, you know, and get that competitive hitch to go against them? Oh, gosh. Um, I'll play. I'll shoot around with them after. Um, Angel and I have gotten into a couple heated shooting battles after practice and stuff. But as far as I think maybe a couple times um, I've gotten in there, but as far as that, I, I don't have the legs for that anymore. I think Angel and Mikel and all them were just running past me. What about you, Kim? Do you have to go to show them who's boss every once in a while? Yeah, as for me, I'm the director of operations, so unfortunately, y'all don't get to enjoy them in practice like I, I wish I could. But uh, you know, outside of that, I'll, I'll we'll, after practice is over, we'll we'll have a couple pig and horse competitions and. It gets fun and competitive, but alongside that, no, I'm I'm more behind the scenes now, and I get to enjoy them and watch them. And they have four great coaches that um, now five since Devin rejoined the staff as of this past year. They have five great coaches that you know they get out there and they yell at them and they they get the job done. So I'm just kind of in the background enjoying it, watching and and enjoy them enjoying the development of them. So. All right, I'll send you two out with this. The 2014 NCAA tournament team, your team, you step foot on the floor against that 2019 team, two really special teams. Who wins that? Oh. They're not on your roster anymore. You can talk bad about them, bad about, about them all you now, want, look, so go ahead. We've had this conversation. We've had this conversation um, like in a group chat. We've We've had some battles on who would guard who. <laughs> And I'm going to have to roll with our 2014 team. I'm not sure, you know, Kim Demings, Taylor Mingo, Ivory. I don't know. I think they give us a run for our money, but I'm going to I'm gonna have to take our 2014 team. I think Kim froze. She she got too excited about that. But who's guard? So you're coaching that 2019 team. Who are you putting on Kim? Oh. Simmons? Now you put her on, your blo- on the block, so I'm not sure. No, you know what? I put Emily. I'd put Emily Vogelpool on her. Um, I think Emily would would give her a run for her money. Um, you know, what defensive team two times? I think she would she would come at Kim a little bit. Um, I think Kim would go with our two down fourteen team too. I think she'd bet on herself a little bit. Well, I think Kim. Oh, Kim jumped out. I'm going to give her about another minute to jump back in because I want to. You yeah. said you'd put Vogelpool on her. I want to hear how <laughs> she would attack Vogelpool uh, as far as that's concerned uh but abby jump kim demings with us here on reach the horizon the official podcast of the horizon league i think we got kim back there we go we good yeah we're good sorry about that guys (laughs) all right so abby was saying that uh there were so many great defensive pieces to shut you down you're an easy player to shut down she said so (laughs) emily vogelpo would uh would she would put emily vogelpo on you How, how would that work defender man but I think she'd have her work cut out man as well as I would man I mean the girl is non-stop ball of energy so I, I give her that one she she is a ball of energy so when you think that I would get tired and probably still has another year in her so I still would have to go with the 2014 team man that team was epic um we were just we had a chip on our shoulder and we were just tough man so 
I'm going I'm going with our 2014 team, but it would only be by edge. I think that team, uh, that 2018-2019 <laughs> team is right there, man. So it would be an actually really good game. I would love to get them together now that we're all graduated and reenact it and see what happens. <laughs> Abby Jump, Mackenzie Taylor, three-point contest. Who wins that one? You could throw Courtney Boyd in there too if you'd like to. I mean, <laughs> today or today or back <laughs> today, uh, yesterday, back ten years ago, Abby Jump has the purest clip I've seen. Um, I tell her that I'm a driver, 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 and she's a shooter, shooter, shooter. So I'll get out there and play with her, and she, I mean, she just throws circles around me. Abby Jump, hands down, best shooter that came through Rice State. I'm giving it to her. Yeah. See, the coach just talks out the window. I like it. I like it. <laughs> It'd be tough. I think sometimes when we think about when we played, well, for me, maybe not for Kim because she's the greatest of all time, but for me, when I talk about when I was shooting, it's like a fishing story. Like the fish just keep getting bigger sometimes. So I think Mac might give me a run for my money. So. <laughs> Mac, can let, Mac can let it go. She got a clip, but. Abby's thing is pure, man. When she gets in her zone, it's it's unconscious. It's like a girl can just, I mean, she probably put 15, 20 in without missing one. I've, I've seen it happen, so. But, that, I mean, your teams were very similar. I mean, you had your slashers, you had your scorers, and you had your shooters on the outside. I mean, Mackenzie Taylor, What I mean, Abby, you guys very similar in your roles within that offense, and you had your slashers and scorers. I mean, you just had balance. The 2019 team, too, I think you wouldn't argue, Coach Merriweather says it's too – probably one of the deepest teams that the program has ever had. So they'd have more bodies to throw at you, but I don't think Kim's ever been worn down. So there you go. <laughs> I don't know. Simone Simmons would definitely be a problem on the board. So we might be a problem. <laughs> I mean, that girl put up a thousand points and a thousand rebounds in a seat uh, throughout her four year period at Rice State. So that is unbelievably incredible. Yeah. I, I don't, I think she might be the only one on the Island by herself. So she would yeah, be, we'll be calling games. We'll be calling games and we'll get the box score. And I'll look down. And I'll be like, where did she get 12, 13 rebounds? Like, it was the weirdest thing. Like, I, I was like, someone over there is fudging something up because I don't remember her getting these rebounds. But that's how she was. She would just she would get rebounds all over the place. She was a fun player yeah. to watch, too. It was crazy. And before games, I would kind of just joke and say, hey, I need 14. And she's like, I'll give you 15. And I'm like, okay. And she, she'll get 15, 16. And I remember the <laughs> Youngstown State game at home. It was senior night. Mm -hmm. And I said, hey, I need 20. And she was like, all right, I got you. And she she did it. I was like, this is insane. <laughs> like That's, well, that's the always definition a good thing. Of, yeah, it's the definition of knowing your role and then being the best at it every single day. Absolutely. All right. This will be the last thing. You guys, uh, of course, on Coach Merriweather's staff, what makes Coach Merriweather different than any other coach you've played or worked for and what makes her click? What makes her players respond to her? And what what about her style do you guys buy into? Tell us something about her that maybe other people don't know. One coach of the year multiple times, NCAA tournament. You talked about her recruiting. I, I love the I love her career. I love everything about her. But I want to hear more about her as you close things out here. Well, I'll give you this. As an assistant playing for her and then now working for her, two things come to mind is that she's incredibly consistent and compassionate and when those two things are mixed it's rare and it's powerful and she's consistent in terms of there's not one time as a player when you sit down in her office or when you sit down with her now that you you get up and leave the conversation without picking up 10 different things and learning a ton and when you need her she's there 
If you if you need her to talk you off a ledge as a player, she's got you. If you need her to tell you the tough things and tell you that you messed up and you got to be better, she'll do it. And if you needed confidence, she'll give it to you. And then she's the same now. And she's compassionate in the sense that she understands where they've been as players because she's done it. And it's just she's rare. She's the real deal. Um, and I'll tell you this, on the outside looking in, a lot of people think that she's incredible with recruiting and developing and maintaining relationships. And she is. She absolutely is. But her X's and O's and her IQ for the aim and how to be able to coach each player differently in the way that they need to be coached to be extremely successful and then putting them in positions on the floor to be the most successful, I've never seen anything like it. She's unbelievable in that sense. Her X's and O's and her IQ for the game while using her um, ability to maintain and build relationships with her players, they trust her. And it's just, it's, it's a really, it's unbelievable to be able to watch it every single day. She's, she's the real deal. Absolutely. Just one more time to piggyback off of Abby. Um, I've never met somebody that has so many different dynamics about themselves that fit into one perfect person. And if I had to say that, that would be Katrina Merriweather. Um, Again, what Abby said, X's and O's, on and off the court, compassion, loving, caring, tough when she needs to be. Like, it, I've never seen her, you know, it's, 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 I've never seen anybody like it. She's epic. Like, she, she's just an awesome person, an awesome coach. Um, to be able to work under her and to experience that, to get some of that knowledge, um, it speaks volumes to what, what, what she's done for the program and continues to do for the program. I mean, her winning percentage is out of this world, and it only speaks volumes to what she does on and off the court. All right, Abby Jump, Kim Demings, part of the Wright State women's basketball team, assistant coaching staff under Coach Merriweather. Good enough to join us here on Reach the Horizon, the official podcast of the Horizon League. Kim Demings, Abby Jump, players on the 2014 NCAA Tournament Horizon League Championship team, and then assistant coaches on the 2019 Horizon League Championship and NCAA Tournament teams. Ladies, thank you so much for your time. I really wanted to kind of catch up and have you guys share your story. I think it's a very unique one. Again, a lot of players go on to be coaches, but to coach at your alma mater and to be a part of the same type of success as a coach that you had as a player, it's rare, but it's special when it happens, and I appreciate you taking time today. Thanks, Justin. I appreciate it. All right, that's Abby Jump and Kim Demings. Again, this has been Reach the Horizon, the official podcast of the Horizon League. Make sure you subscribe and download uh, to the Reach the Horizon podcast in your Apple iTunes and Google Play Store. Until next week, this has been Reach the Horizon, the official podcast of the Horizon League.